Everybody, welcome to Terminal Transmissions E3 special. We're coming in hot. Yeah, episode eight. Episode eight again, right in line with Game of Thrones. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Game of Thrones. We're going to talk about Preacher, and then the rest of the episode is just going to be Vidya Games. We have a lot to talk about. Oh yeah, there's been a lot of cool announcements, a lot of cool videos that we've gotten oh, to see in the last couple of days. E3 giving me the vapors. <laughs> Let's jump into Game of Thrones. So a lot of stuff happened this episode. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. This season is just a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. So first and foremost, we had that Arya survived. It wasn't that I didn't want it to go that way. I, I thought it would have been cooler had it been a trick. It wasn't. It was played straight. She went to Lady Crane, who patched her up because... As much as I called that, right. I still hated that she was just like, I know how to heal you because I had <laughs> shitty boyfriends and they got, yeah. I stabbed them and then stitched them up. I, that was like, yeah, I didn't like that at all. This is, this is a, a world where like, if you like stub your toe, you might lose a leg about it. And oh, so yeah. just being able to get like prison shanked in the guts. What's that cyberpunk uh, video game series? Deus Ex. Oh, <laughs> anyhow. Right. Yeah. So I, I was a little bummed out about that, but whatever. Gloss it over because it was a really cool scene and Lady Crane was rad for like the 14 minutes that she was in the episode we forgot to spoiler alert so sorry guys if you were if you were not buckled up for that uh so lady crane died like immediately um <laughs> uh, we give so many spoiler alerts it's true you like should the know episodes say it and like the description says yeah. it and like we've said it in the first seven fucking episodes it's more your fault than mine is what i'm gonna it really is for on two <laughs> levels one for not having seen the episode and right. two for having listened to this and being like oh they didn't say spoiler alert this time i oh. guess I guess they're not going to do it. Those fucking assholes. I wasn't ready. They said Game of Thrones. Anyway, so <laughs> Arya was like, I mean, not perfectly fine, but she'd made a pretty solid recovery from getting stabbed multiple times in the guts viciously by a trained death worshiper, assassin, whatever. Anyway, it was cool. So yeah, the wave showed back up and immediately they did a Jason Bourne-esque. Oh, it was T-1000. Yeah. <laughs> she was T-1000 and Arya was Jason Bourne. <laughs> chasing her through the city jumping over stuff there's fruit yeah you can't have a chase scene in like a medieval town without fruit getting knocked over there should have been a lettuce stand yeah that's a bit and nobody's uh, nobody's ever heard of that show oh hush anyway no they haven't heard of the movie um so yeah at the very end aria kind of leads her into a trap and slices through a candle in a very samurai-esque fashion which i loved i loved that that tiny touch of her, of her just slicing the candle. Oh yeah, it was great. Loved it. And speaking of people dying off scene, we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, then she goes back, and the faceless man tells her that she's no one, and then she proclaims loud and proud that she is Arya Stark of Winterfell, and, and she's going home. And he smirked about it. Yeah, he smirked. So, so I, first and foremost, she cut off the waif's face and brought it back with her and like just stuck it in one of the like in one of the columns with like all the other faces just like gory and like yeah. dripping blood. So okay, creepy, a little creepy. Yeah, she hadn't learned that tidbit about being a faceless man yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then yeah, she said it and he smirked. He was like, "Cool, this is what I planned all along." Yeah, you're going to go kill all the people that I expected you to from the beginning. Yeah, it was all just part of my master plan. 
I hope that that does come full circle. I hope that this isn't the end of him. I keep saying that, but it's real. I just love that actor so much and that he just kills that role every time. I'm really excited to see where her storyline goes from here on out. Uh, from there, we went to the Hound and he proceeded to just go 90s level horror villain with an axe. Oh, yeah. Just he chopped a dude's whole head apart. Like that dude's <laughs> head w- never wanted to be attached to him more than anything. He hit a dude directly in the dick and his guts just spilled out from that the flesh wound. Yeah, he split him. Yeah, it, that I was like, oh, God, yeah. that was rough. It was rough. Also, right before that, right before the hound showed up, there was a really weird scene of like some homoerotic guys like getting getting fingered in the butthole for a second. And I was like, that's an interesting choice to take that. Yeah, it I mean, was weird. I mean, they were just, they, I mean... They were just having fun, but I was like, "That was this." I like as it was happening, I was like, "This, this is going on a long time." Why didn't the hound show up like twenty minutes ago? Being hyperbolic, anyway. Hound showed up, killed everybody, and then he goes to kill the rest of the Brotherhood without banners, and discovers that the three of the 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 three that he saw that came to the actual accept what they were building were being hanged by the actual Brotherhood without banners. Yeah. Beric Dondarrion. Which was something that we'd wondered about. Yeah, absolutely. Why are the Brotherhood just suddenly like villains? Yeah, it didn't make any sense. So I'm really glad that they addressed that. Yeah. So yeah, Beric Dondarrion was there. Thoros of Mir was there. And they invited the Hound to party with them. We might get to see them hang out for a little bit. I don't know. He seemed like he was going to leave at the very end, but they, they might actually... I, w- I would love to actually see more of Thoros of Mir and, and Beric Dondarrion. And I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that this means that they're going to skip the Lady Stoneheart thing, which, as you said, like... There already has been the resurrection in this in this. There's season. been like three resurrections in this season. Yeah. So I yeah, I'm I'm also okay with them either holding off on it or skipping it altogether. Either either one. I, Beric Dondarrion is a is a cool character and I really like the actor that they chose to portray him. Mm-hmm. So I'd actually be completely okay with him just partying more in the show. They should do just like a Brotherhood Without Banners spin-off series. <laughs> just about him and all the times that he's died. Yeah, it's real. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, the High Sparrow outlawed trial by combat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The High Sparrow convinced Tommen <laughs> to outlaw trial by combat, and he said it, and Cersei was just like, yeah, fuck. So, yeah, so now she has to go on, like, real trial yeah, before seven, like, septins, septins which yeah. is, I wonder how that's going to turn oh, out. Oh, yeah, that's just a kangaroo court. So, I did, the High Sparrow is just making moves. Yeah. He tried to get her to go. Like, he sent in some of his, like, acolytes to take her. And she just had uh, the mountain rip one of their heads off. And then they they chickened out. Yeah. That was pretty graphic. It was pretty dope. Yeah. Both of the the Clegane brothers took a head off in that episode, which was funny. I like that. I like that. And then we jumped over to River Run and saw a whole mess of stuff go down. Some of which I liked and some of which I didn't. Brienne got to hang out with Jamie for a little bit, which was awesome. We haven't seen them on the screen together in quite a long time. Pod and Braun. Oh yeah, they were had just like down. They, yeah, they were hanging out. <laughs> it's funny because in the in or episode seven's like next time preview, all we saw was somebody like wrapping their arm around Podrick's neck, right, and we were right. like, oh, "No, what's happening?" But then it was just it was like just a bit. Yeah, yeah, it was just Braun doing a bit. I liked uh, it, and they did like combat, like pretend, and he like slapped the fire out of him. <laughs> Um, he did slap the fire out yeah. of him. But it was cool. It was a good scene. I, I, anytime like Braun shows up and does bits is good for me. Yeah. He's awesome. He he needs to be utilized more in the show because yeah. he's killing it. And then, yeah, so then it jumped over to Brienne tried to convince the Blackfish to go north and help Sansa. Well, well, first we had that whole scene with Brienne and Jamie. Right. Where right. they like reunited mm-hmm. and 
they were like talking and she was trying to convince Jamie first mm-hmm. to just like, don't kill the Tullys. Don't just like right. go in and kill everybody. And she straight up told him like, I'll fight for them if like I have to. Yeah. Like, because it's my duty to Sansa to protect like her relatives. Right. But, um, and that was kind of the moment when we were like, can we see like some positive character <laughs> development from, from Jamie? Jamie? Right. Yeah. Not but at then all. Then it went to the scene with Brienne trying to convince the Blackfish to, surrender right and he swiftly said no nope he was like nah he didn't even it wasn't even like a bit he was just like no yeah and then jamie went to edmure and just gave him some diatribe and just flipped and this was actually the moment when you realized that they weren't gonna do the cool character development jamie because he was just like i'll fucking kill everybody for cersei because i like love her and she's all i care about blah 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 yeah which is really bumming me out because and we talked about it before in the books jamie a while back in jamie's storyline chronologically Jamie starts going through a lot of character development and he starts it's really it starts you know after he loses his hand and and his place in the world because he was such a badass swordsman and suddenly he's not and they they've kind of skimmed over that like they even had him like fighting in Dorne and everything and in the books he's just terrible he tries for like five minutes to to learn sword with his left hand and he just can't do it and he's like it's it's gone he's no dread pirate Roberts am I right (laughs) And so, uh, yeah, so in the books, Jamie starts doing kind of like a heel face turn and he starts going through all of these cool like epiphanies where he starts realizing that he was such a shitty person and that all he has is his honor. And it's really cool because seeing it from Jamie's eyes, it sucks. Like he, he's like, it always goes back to Eris. Like right. he says that in the books, like it always goes back to Eris. And it's true. Like everyone that meets him, there's like, yeah, but you're the Kingslayer. Fuck off. Yep. And he's just like, I did it to save a million people. Yeah. But yeah, so we don't get yeah, that in the they're show. Skipping, they're skipping all of that. And not only that, but they hardcore showed that like, he'll just be a shitty guy for, for Cersei. Yeah. And Which so, sucks. Yeah, absolutely. It does. And so he, whatever, he convinced Edmure to flip the castle, basically. Yep. Which just sucks so bad because the Blackfish is standing there just like telling them, this is a bad idea. And they're like, yeah, but he's our actual lord and you're not. So yeah. we're just going to do what he says. And he's like, no, but like for real. And they're like, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> but he is our lord and you're not. So we yeah. are just going to do whatever he says. Yep. And then they do. And then he's like, cool. Put your arms down. Everyone drop your arms right now. <laughs> and Blackfish sucks. is like, well, cool. I'm just going to die off screen fighting. Yeah. So, yeah, it that really bummed me out because the Blackfish is such a cool character. And it really sucks because it didn't really get into this much. If at all in the shows, I don't even remember. But in the books, he had gone to the Vale when when Liza Tully went to the Vale when she married John Aaron, and he actually became a very prominent person in the Vale. He was the Knight of the Gate, which the Bloody Gate it showed that in the show. And there's the commander of it is called the Knight of the Gate, and it's a really really big deal. And he was the Knight of the Gate for like a decade, right? And so we're about to see the Vale Knights. He could have totally, they could have totally just incorporated him into that. Yep. And that bums me out so much that that would have been so easy. They wouldn't have needed to put him in a whole bunch of different scenes. Right, right, right. Just have like two scenes of him just broing down with the Vale Knights. And that would have been all you needed. And then have him like lead some charge or something or whatever. And and what what sucks even more about it is so Blackfish leads Pod and Brienne like downstairs to like a secret escape essentially. Yeah. Like he puts them on like a boat to like get in the river and like escape. And he's like, Oh, nope, I'm staying here. I'm going to like go down fighting. 
He's like, I haven't been in a real fight in like years and years and years. Hopefully yeah. I don't make a fool of myself. And you're like fired up. He like draws a sword. Oh, like, yeah. All right, here we go. Here we go. And then it, it cuts to Jamie up at like the top, like in the ramparts. Right. Uh, and they're like, he's like, where's the blackfish? And he's like, oh, he died fighting. Yeah. It's over. That already happened. So, Not even like he's fighting right now. Run and see. Right. Right. He's dead already. Oh, he's and down there just killing everybody. That would have been cool. Not even like, here's his head or right. like, here's his dead body. Just, oh, he's already dead off screen and it's gone. And now yeah. this story, never storyline is over now. Yeah. And I hate, I hate that. And like I said, I, I would have been completely okay with him dying. If it just put it on screen. Yeah. Even if he did make a fool of himself and just get owned, at least yeah. like we see it. Or, or have him like get the shit kicked out of him and then be brought before Jamie and then him still just be cool to the end. Yeah. Yeah. Still like still being just arrogant and like, no, yeah. I'm not whatever. Yeah. Just kill me. Just cut my head off. Yeah. That would have been way cooler. So you fucked up there guys, but you're listening. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so yeah, that sucked. And then it jumps back to Marine and Tyrion is still trying his damnedest to get Grey Worm and uh, Miss Sandy to be partying with him. And they are just not oh, having yeah, it. He's trying to get them to drink wine. And he's like, he actually com- he, he com- convinces them in a really smart way. Yeah, yeah. He Tyrion's them. Yeah. He's like, okay, well, the only reason either of you have like not had wine was because your masters told you you couldn't. Right. And this whole thing is about like not doing that. So they both like sip some wine. Uh, Grey Worm doesn't like it. Then they start trying to tell jokes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was awkward, but it was funny. It was I a good actually, scene. I actually like the scene. And I, and jumping back to when they when they had that similar scene before, a lot of people were were kind of bashing that scene on the internet, and they were saying like it was literally a scene about being boring. And they were, ha- and it's like, yeah, but there was actual like character that development. Is, yeah, that that is the only character development they can have. Yeah. If they if they just jumped into just being regular people, quote unquote regular people, it would make no sense. Yeah, none. So like, oh, you've spent like thirty years being slaves and being commanded about every single action and move, and you right. like have never even experienced like humor. Right. Yeah, that makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. But it was. I thought it was a great scene. I did too. I liked both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Them telling jokes. Yeah. It was great, man. I I liked the entire episode from beginning to end. There were aspects of it that I didn't like, but I think it'll all be cool. Yeah. So after the jokes, then the masters come rolling up with like a full fleet of ships that have like siege weapons, like trebuchets built into them. And they start just laying like waste to Marine. Right. And then Daenerys shows up with Drogon. And that was like the last thing she came was just walking in and everybody like knelt down. And that was like, cool. Yeah. So I'm excited. Um, I have a little tidbit that I saw online today. Okay. I don't know. It is a spoiler ish. It definitely will be for the people like the Vences of the world. Right. But I don't know if you care or not. It's the name of next week's episode. Oh, yeah. I read it, too. That's yeah. fucking cool. Yeah. Battle of the Bastards. Yeah. wonder what's going to happen. Oh, who, who knows? <laughs> How many what's the, like, bastards that are important in the show? Uh, yeah. Edric Storm. Oh, no. They, they skipped him. <laughs> no, he doesn't even exist. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be cool. I, I'm actually really excited about it. It'll, it'll be really neat. We'll finally get to see Jon Snow. Well, what's wild about it is if episode nine is Battle of the Bastards, the fuck is episode 10 going to yeah. be? So Hopefully it's not just <laughs> the never-ending story. Yeah. Because if you remember, they've suffered a lot from putting their, like, shooting their whole wad in the second to last episode of the season. Right. They've done it, like, three times. Right. And in the last episode, you're like, why, why was this the, after the last <laughs> yeah, thing? Yeah. The huge battle should be in the last episode. What are you thinking? Right. So hopefully they don't do it again. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be awesome. I, I'm, I'm really excited. I just, I want to see more of the veil and it's, it's I, like the veil and Dorn have both been kind of just cast to the wayside this entire time and, and very little of 
either have been shown. Yeah, knowing now that there's only two seasons left right. and they're both short, mm-hmm. I don't think that I, I, I see the veil mm-hmm. being explored more just because right. of the storyline with um, Littlefinger. Right. But I think that Dorne's probably gone from the show. You think so? Yeah, I think it probably is. They're just going to be like, oh, yeah, and Dorne's being ruled by the Sand Snakes. And then in, in other news. Probably something <laughs> along those lines. Yeah. I just can't imagine how they would write it back in now with sure. what they've done to it. Sure. Yeah. You're right. Like, oh, Cersei gets revenge somehow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or they'll be like, Daenerys will fly back and then the Sand Snakes will ally with her. Yeah, but that just seems so like unnecessary. Yeah. That seems so forced probably yeah. to like shut up the Garrett's of the world who are like mad about Dorne not existing. True. True. Anyway, yeah, it's great. Great episode. Great season. So yeah. I'm excited to see the last two. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to be rad. There's going to be Vale Knights there just stomping in. Peter Baelish is going to be partying. Sansa is going to be there. So. I'm fired up about the, the, the battle because they have such a smorgasbord of like armies. Yeah. Yeah, they got well. That's what I'm excited about. I just, I just want to see like the banners and everything. I just want to see them represented because that's what that's one of the things that kind of sucks a little bit uh, about watching Game of Thrones versus reading Game of Thrones is in, in the books. There's just all of these different houses, houses that you just like. You're like, who the fuck are they? And then they're like, oh yeah, they they have just like a silver unicorn on purple. Oh yeah, that's the oh, Pickleman. Yeah, okay, Th- those people exist. Rad. And so you have a lot more of that going on versus in the show. They tend to just be like. No, there's like five families, then everyone else just doesn't really matter. And that's kind of weird, but I think they're going to throw some in. Hopefully. I mean, unless they do it like they fucking did the, uh, the fucking King's moot where it was just, it was was just Greyjoys. It's like, oh, it's just Aaron's. The veil are just Aaron banners. That's going to annoy the piss out of me. Well, (laughs) great episode. Yeah. Great season. Yep. Oh, Game of Thrones killing it. All right, so talking about other shows that are like the best shows on TV right now. Real. You want to get into it? Yeah, absolutely. So season one, episode three of Preacher aired uh, Mm -hmm. right after Game of Thrones, and it was great. Yeah, fantastic. It was such a good episode. This show is so solid. Yeah. It, again, it has departed drastically from the comics, Yeah, but it is such a good show. Yeah. Like, honestly, I think that even if I had never read a single Preacher comic, I would love this show. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a cool, good show. So a lot of stuff went down. A lot of stuff went down that is actually relatively straight from the comics, just in different orders and with characters kind of changed up. But it started off with a really interesting scene with Tulip, and she was meeting with a new character uh, who was kind of sharing like an anecdote. And they kind of like traded information. Like Mm -hmm. Tulip had like a folder, and she gave it to the woman, and the woman was like, oh, here's like his last known address with no context. Right. But then it kind of showed like a flashback of Tulip and Jesse getting like fucked over. Right. And on like a heist. Yeah, yeah. It was a heist, and they got like screwed, and it didn't really like like just come out and say it, but it kind of implied that whoever this person was at the address that she got this information from was the person who screwed them over. Right. And later in the episode, I think they did just say it. But, Mm -hmm. um, well, they said a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. They so were that like, was, like child killing and... Yeah, he's like, like a bad guy. He's a yeah. villain. And this is his last known address is right. what Tulip was trying to get. Yeah. So then we cut to the two British guys who are alive <laughs> and well, not even hurt. Yeah. Uh, and they're talking to Sheriff Root uh, about Jesse, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't say that it's Jesse, but they're like, something got out and it's bad. And like, if we don't catch it, like the whole world's going to go to shit. Uh, etc. It was a really good scene because then the sheriff, who is like a really tertiary character, mm-hmm. shares this like anecdote about uh, like a child abduction, 
and he was just like killing the yeah. acting right there. Yeah, it it was it was actually like pretty emotional. Yeah, it was yeah. one of like the best scenes in the episode. Yeah, and that like nobody like who is nobody cares about the sheriff in the show. Like yeah. he has done zero things. Yeah, um, but it was a great great scene. Got insight into the sheriff's character as well as a little bit more insight into the British guys. Then so they basically convince him like, hey, stay out of our way because we got to take care of this thing. Right, and then it shows them like unveil like an arsenal. Like they pull back their bed sheet and there's like. Yeah, all sorts of shit. Military grade, fully automatic machine guns. We like grenades. <laughs> there's um, <laughs> there's helmets and like black jackets and whatnot. And so they're just ready to go to the church and just tell Jesse and Cass no. Uh, so that was cool. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to the girl who's in the coma and her eyes are just wide ass open. Right. So you get a little insight into how Jesse's powers work in that just telling her to open her eyes didn't fix her in any way or even like bring her back to reality. It literally just forced her to open her eyes. Yeah. So that was interesting. And then like her mom has like a full realization, a full 180 from like the last episode where she was being like rude to Jesse Mm -hmm. in this one. She's like, it's like a sign. And like, I'm sorry I was mean to him. And like, I feel bad. Right. Et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that's cool. Again, like getting insight to how his powers kind of work. Yeah. That it's not just like a genie. It's literally like an undeniable command and that's kind of it. And we got more of that when when he was commanding Cass and he was just fully exploring like what all he could make him do. And he asked him like, name the governor of Texas. And he's like, I don't don't fucking fucking know. (laughs) So there was a scene later where Cass finds Jesse in the church uh, and he's like still freaked out about the whole command thing. And then Jesse's just like, let me, I got to show you something. (laughs) And so he starts commanding Cass to do all this stupid shit, like hop on one foot and like box, like shadow box. And it kind of gets out of control actually. And he like makes like Cass like run face first into a wall. Uh, but Cass loves it. Yeah, yeah. His nose is like broken. He's like yeah. on the floor and like his nose is like off to the side, like bleeding. And he's just like, laughing hysterically. Yeah. Uh, and that's when, so the name of the episode is like the possibilities. Yeah. And oh, that's yeah. what Cass says to Jesse. He's like, think about this power. Like think of the possibilities of right. what you could do with this crime specifically. Yeah. That's what Cass meant. <laughs> oh yeah. Jesse's probably thinking more about trying to save the world and actually be a good preacher for once. Right. Let's see what else happened. Oh, there was that weird scene with Donnie where he talked to the kid about how oh. he's not, I'm not actually beating your mom. So what he was trying to say is we just have like kinky sex. Yeah. Fetish where she likes getting hurt, but you're just hearing it through the wall, but he was doing it in like really, really weird indirect way. Right. Like grownups are strange (laughs) and your mother and I, we just, and I'm not like, I'm not hurting her. (laughs) Like the stuff that you're hearing is just adults are grownups are weird. It's basically the whole conversation. Somehow the kid kind of gets it. And then he has like a weird moment where he's like, I'm sorry. I went to the preacher. If it makes you feel any better, I like beat the piss out of some kid for making fun of the bunny sound that you made. Right. And you're like, oh, okay. That was a weird turn. <laughs> right, right. Um, That's not where I was expecting it to so go. So then he takes the kid to the bus and we have another like moment Whoa. where the pedophile bus driver, the little girl gets on the bus and he forgot her, but then he's like being creepy about it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And like, then he's it, like, who are you? Yeah. And, and it's it, like real creepy yeah and then it's funny because even her the girl's friend like notes that they already knew that he'd been creepy before yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he hadn't been being subtle about it so yeah uh, and then uh and then everyone on the bus starts like saying like rap, <laughs> rap bunny man or something like right that to making weird noises that's actually relevant because it's just building up on like donnie's mind that mm-hmm. everyone in the whole town is making fun of him for jesse breaking his arm essentially. right so then the next scene is when jesse shows Cass's powers which was awesome okay so then it, we go to coin cannon meet and power which is right jackie earl haley's character which is a, a creep show they still haven't gone full showing that he's a creep show right. 
but he was sitting there eating food and you could hear the slaughterhouse noises on like a speaker and he like cranked it way up. You yeah. could just hear like cows and pigs being slaughtered and he yeah. was like just listening to the music of it. Right. So then Donnie comes in and he's trying to be like a tough. He's like, hey, these guys over this other company are like trying to like do this like corporate nonsense. Do you want me to go like beat the shit out of them? And Odin's like, no, it's fine. Like here, just take this tray that I'm done eating. And like Donnie can't pick it up. Right. His arm's broken. And then uh, I think Odin said, um, I have a right-hand man with no right hand or something like that. Yeah. And that, again, you see that Donnie's just like, fucking Jesse. <laughs> so it was a lot of character development in this episode. Yeah, absolutely. Which is great. A lot of setup. Um, yeah, a lot of setup. And then, so then the two British guys mm-hmm. show up at the church. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> so they show up in full, like, military with, like, just guns and armor and helmets and grenades and all that. But Cass has already seen them driving up to the church in the same truck. Right. So they're, like, walking up to the church at night, like, just ready to go. And then all of a sudden, from behind, Cass just runs them down with his van and kills them both. Like, just crushes them. I lost my mind. Oh, yeah, it was so good. They're, like, like just, like, dramatic music, and they're, like, cocking their guns and, like, loading them, and then they just get killed instantly. Yeah. Splattered. I loved it. And they're, like, just broken. They're laying on the ground. Like, their arms are, like, twisted, and they're, like, dead. And so for a second, Cass freaks out because he thinks that, like, vampire hunters found him again. Right. Then he realizes it's them. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I already killed you and, like, chopped your bodies up. So he goes into the church, and then they're in there again. They're just automatically back. Yeah. And he beats the fuck out of one of them with like a hammer. But then they stop him and they explain like, we're not even here for you. We're here for the preacher. Uh, And they tell him the whole bit. They explain it. You know, they say we're from heaven, Mm -hmm. which I won't go any further into that because again, people haven't read the books. But then they kind of convince or at least Cass kind of says that he'll like help them. Right. He's like, I'll like help you get whatever you need out of out of Jesse. Without like killing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the final scene, which was awesome. So Tulip shows up and she's got the address and she convinces Jesse like, hey, let's go kill this guy. And he kind of has like a moment of like not wanting to do it. Um, But he eventually gets in the car with her and they go and they're at the gas station. They're at a gas station. Mm -hmm. And Jesse gets out and goes to the restroom and there's Donnie with a gun. And he pulls a gun on Jesse and he's like, hey, I'm going to like make you make a bunny sound now. Like he puts the gun to Jesse's head and he's like, you make the sound. And Jesse's like, no. I'm not going to make a sound. And then he, he starts using the commands. Yeah. And he makes Donnie like sit on cool the toilet scene. and like put the gun in his own Ugh. mouth and like pull the hammer back. And Donnie's like shitting his pants. Oh yeah. And then you kind of see Jesse have a realization and he's like, Oh, I get it now. I understand. And he just lets Donnie go. Right. And then he goes outside and he's like, Tulip, I'm not I'm not killing the guy. And he just walks off. Mm-hmm. So that is a huge development. Yeah. A lot of like character building. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, there was also a scene where, Tulip was speeding. She got pulled over uh, and she did this really awesome like (laughs) trick to just convince the cop not to give her a ticket. Or actually he was going to impound her vehicle. Right. Uh, And she, she was doing like what one ten and a 55 or something. Something like that. And then she fully tricked him into not giving her a ticket. And that was a great scene to like, see how like slick Tulip is. And then also how willing to just kill people she is. Cause she just had a gun ready in case he didn't fall for the trick. She was just going to blast that dude. Yep. So, yeah, it, again, just a small scene, but so much character development with her as well, just showing yeah. that she's pretty unscrupulous. Yeah, she's unscrupulous and she's incredibly manipulative. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's like, honestly, like a theme in Preacher is like people are just conniving and manipulative, like everybody in yeah. the whole, in the, in the comic anyway. And yeah. so, so far in the show. And it, and it really like hits a nail on the head with the power being ultimate manipulation. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's actually really funny because so right now I'm watching Preacher, mm-hmm. which is on its third episode. Outcast, which is on its third episode, and Clever Man, which is on its third episode, and they're all three about people who 
are given incredible like spiritual powers uh-huh. that are kind of forced into being in like the spiritual leadership role that none of them want to be in. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's it's really interesting. So obviously Jesse, um, he's you know forced to have essentially this command power and right. he's like a preacher who's been a terrible preacher and a horrible person essentially mm-hmm. uh, and clever man the main character um, he uh, Cohen he gets he becomes the clever man right. so he's essentially the link between the dreaming and the real world uh, and then in Outcast, the main character has like some sort of exorcism powers. Oh, really? Where yeah, he's like he's like blessed in some way to where like demons, if like his tears get on them or like his blood gets on them, it'll like burn them and like force the demon out of the human body. Oh, the body. demon knight. Yeah, exactly. Rad. He's like a living like he's the vessel basically. Yes, exactly. Rad. That sounds pretty cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, that show's actually really good. Okay, we won't get into that right now, but it's just funny that I'm watching three different shows yeah. with such similar similar th- themes that are all in the same like. Yeah, that is really They're interesting. They're on the same episode being released. So That's very each week I get a lot of that. But yeah, it was a great episode and I'm just really interested to see where they go with it. Absolutely. Also, I, th- I know that like talking about perfect comic book character casting can be run into the ground until, you know, the fucking end of the world. But Cass? N- Cass, but actually fucking Jackie Earl Haley as Odin Quinn. Yeah. Cannon. Like yeah. Just, just, he looks exactly fucking like him. Yeah. He does. When when, that, when I heard the casting, I like thought he's a great actor. That's a good cast. Mm-hmm. But then seeing him with like the big Coke bottle glasses and the shaved head, he looks exactly like yeah. It's Odin creepy. looks in the comics. Yeah, and he he does he does like the weird ominous creepy dude really well. If I have to see him later in like boxers all covered in blood, I'm gonna fucking lose my mind. Oh yeah. Also, it it did it just did like a tiny weird bit of like. A snuff film festival. Oh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So just... at the beginning, uh, Danny, which was the woman that Tulip gave the folder to, it shows her later taking the folder to some creepy guy and they're like watching like a snuff film. Right. And then he like gets up to leave and it's literally a poster for like snuff film fest, like 97. <laughs> so I weird. totally forgot about that. Yeah. But yes. That was a weird thing. It was very weird. And yeah. she just like, she just nonchalantly walked into like a snuff film viewing yeah. I was just like, oh, oh, whatever. It was like a bunch of rich old, like white businessmen, like just watching snuff films together. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. It was weird. Like it. I didn't like it. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of dark sided shit in the preacher. Yeah. Honestly, they haven't even scratched the fucking, yeah. Yeah. They haven't even put like a, a dent in it. No, not at all. That's going to get wild. That's one thing that really like when I read it, I was a lot younger. And, uh, when I read preacher, I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Sometimes I was like, is this guy just sitting around? Just like, what can I throw in here to just disturb them? As yeah. much as possible. And Not yet, as much as I did with the boys, but on that same vein. Right, the boys are like crossed um, yeah. or nothing. Like they're in a whole other universe mm-hmm. um, or even like wanted. Yeah. But AMC can get away with a lot. Mm-hmm. But I'm really curious to see how far they actually yeah. go with some of the really, really fucked up yeah, content that's yeah. in Preacher. Yeah, absolutely. Some of it I'm totally fine with them leaving out. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, some of it was very, it like went past like grotesque and it was just yeah. legitimately disturbing on a different level of like, I don't even want to see this as like a hypothetical. Yeah. So we'll see where it goes. I'm curious. Yeah. I'm loving it though. Yeah. They, I think they've balanced it really well so far of not, of making it like actually like a good dramatic show with good characters as opposed to just fucked up stuff. Right. No, absolutely. Just, I, just make you cringe and then the show's over. But what what's really cool about it is, at least for me, is that it's already hooked me so hard and I've even read the comics. Mm-hmm. And it, it's hooked me so hard that as much as I love Game of Thrones, and if you couldn't tell already, if you've been listening to our podcast, I fucking love Game of Thrones. I was more excited about seeing Preacher on Sunday than yeah. I was Game of Thrones. Yeah, I hate to admit it, but it's true. Yeah, and that's crazy to me. That's absolutely crazy. Game of Thrones is like my favorite show, bar none, right now. 
and I, and I was actually like more pumped up. Yeah. Pre- so Preacher is one of those. Every once in a while you get a show that comes along and you have to like harass all your friends to watch it. Yeah. yeah. Like who do you know that's watching it other than like me and you? It's real. And no one's really talking about it. It's not getting blown up nope. on Facebook or anything. Nope. Well. And I swear to God, like it's going to be, it's either one of two things. It's going to get canceled and I'm going to hate everyone mm-hmm. or it's just going to like in two years when it's on like season three, people right. are going to be like, what have you heard about this preacher show? Right. And we're going to be like, no, <laughs> well, I feel tell like, me more. <laughs> I feel like true detective season one kind of did that where it was like halfway through the season before I felt like anyone actually started talking about it. Yeah, that's so true. Maybe preacher will get that as well. Yeah. Which I would be fine with. I it, Maybe it just needs to get a little bit better publicized. I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, fantastic show. Jumping over to the E3 portion of our E3 special episode. We made it. (laughs) (laughs) This is what we we saved up our entire lives for this moment. Yeah, I was thinking I was going to die before E3 16, honestly. (laughs) I thought there's no way I'm going to see what they reveal about No Man's Sky, which was nothing, it turns out. Yeah, that's true. We didn't get any anything about a few games that I, I had expected. Tomb Raider, specifically. No Man's Sky. We got no Red Dead, which surprised me. Yeah, and then no uh, Assassin's Creed. We we had a whole boring as fuck uh, Assassin's Creed movie segment that I was completely and utterly disinterested in because I'm like, okay, I get it. It's a video game movie, but... It was show, a nightmare. Yeah, show me more video it was just the It was just the like executive producer like droning about things i don't even i retained zero words anyhow yeah i wasn't i wasn't into it but whatever so i had a whole mess of cool shit that was coming out so we did get that skyrim is going to be remastered and coming out in october yeah bethesda had a really good showing i felt like i don't think that they stole the show because i think sony did but bethesda had a really good showing they showed a lot of cool stuff yeah skyrim remaster is definitely something that i will play yeah. Um, I, I've really always liked the Elder Scrolls games and Skyrim. I put a lot of time into, mm-hmm. but like they showed it, they yeah. showed like comparison video. <laughs> and do you remember a few years back when you would see the fully modded PC version of Skyrim? Right. It looks like that now. Yeah. It looked gorgeous. And also with mod support, like Fallout 4 had, they didn't specify if it was going to be only on Xbox. Mm. It was for Fallout. So it might be, but they didn't specify. They just yeah. said with mods. It would be really cool to see that on PlayStation because I really hate it when Xbox has things over me and having Fallout 4 mod support is one of the like three things that they have. <laughs> right. What what game was it that they they were like coming out in like really soon for PC and Xbox and then coming out like two months later for PS4? It happens all the time. Yeah. And I was like <sighs> Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider yeah, comes out a yeah. year later on PS4. Lord. Like the release date of Tomb Raider on PS4 is December 30th this year and that's just a placeholder but the last one came out like holiday season a year oh later. okay stupid Ugh. yeah there was something i don't i don't even remember which game it was and they said it and i was like well fuck you too yeah like <laughs> i got annoyed about it yeah i'm sure it was probably during like the microsoft conference yeah, it was probably and then that prey game did look actually really cool yeah so what's weird to me about that is like i was being a little bit hyperbolic when i said none of my friends have played the original prey because like three of them have right but i didn't realize that nobody played the original prey yeah i'd never even heard of it. um it it was very it was a very weird game uh it had a lot of really strange mechanics and concepts Mm -hmm. like there were a lot of weird gravity zones like you would be walking on the ceiling and like first person shooter fighting aliens that were all over the map on like other walls. Oh wow. Um, there was lots of portal stuff like okay. straight up before portal came out. Wow. There were total like 
this is like a hole that you can walk through and it goes into like another part of the game. Okay. And graphically very similar to Portal. Um, but it was a really cool, weird game and it was a lot of fun. Uh, when the trailer started, I had no idea. I didn't know what the game I was looking at until the name came up. Right. And I played the first Prey. Wow. Um, so I'm not 100% positive if this is a sequel or a reboot because they were, for the last like five or six years, they've been releasing like, we're doing Prey 2. Here's like a teaser, like live action video, Prey 2 title pops up. And then it never happened. So mm. I don't know if this is something on the framework of Prey 2 or if this is just a reboot because it, yeah. it just said Prey. Right. But I'm fucking real excited. Yeah, I'd never heard of the game. And uh, I watched the video, and it, it looks awesome. And I, I'm really pumped about it. Yeah. I, I think that I'll, I'll definitely play it. And I was really, really pleasantly surprised with it looks bizarre. Yeah. When old dude kept looking in the mirror and his eye was getting red, it was like making me feel cringe. Like mm-hmm. I was like making my eye water. Yeah. Very, very cool. Um, they are doing, Bethesda announced that they're doing Fallout 4 VR, but it's only going to be on Vive. So that's kind of frustrating. <laughs> Because that would be a really cool game to play. They also are doing Doom on Vive. But again, I don't have a PC that can run VR, so womp womp. Uh, and then they showed a whole bunch of gameplay for Dishonored 2, which looks incredible. So in this one, you can play as either Corvo from the first game, or you, you actually have a choice of a female character now that has an entirely different set of powers from him. And they were showing some of the powers, and they were just ridiculous. Like, she has a power called Domino, where she can link a bunch of villains up together, and then ha- like whatever what happens to one of them happens to all of them. Right. So she can like shoot one guy in the head and then all three of the other ones will just die. Um, she has like a shadow walk power where she just becomes basically the fucking like shadow demon from Game of Thrones. Right. Um, but it looks really cool. Yeah. Like I said, Bethesda had a really strong showing, so I thought it was good. Um, they, they're releasing a whole bunch of new content for Fallout 4 and Fallout Shelter. Which is um, really neat. Yeah. They're really good about just dumping it out. Yeah. I actually thought we were going to see, I've forgotten the name of this game like six times, but that horror game they released last year. With like the big butcher with like the box oh, yeah, metal yeah, box yeah, head. Yeah. What was that? I something can... inside within. Uh, Evil within. Yeah, good call. Yeah, yeah. I really thought we were gonna see something about Evil Within too, honestly. Okay. Um, yeah. But didn't. Yeah. Um, it's too busy working on Fallout Shelter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they did announce that they are doing Quake Champions, mm. which I grew up on Quake. Yeah. Quake, Quake One. <laughs> so I'm fired up about it. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped about it. I played a lot of Quake 3 Arena back in the day. They didn't have any gameplay. It was just a, a cut, like a cutscene, like a cinematic of showing a bunch of characters. But it had some, it, they showed, they hinted at some mechanics that look cool, like some teleportation and stuff. Bring back Telefrags. I miss those Real. days. Oh, man, just, there was nothing cooler. Teleport inside you and you explode and I get the kill for it. And it was an accident. Yep. Loved it. So let's move on to fucking Ubisoft because they actually had a lot of good stuff. Yeah. They, uh, had, some, they had some duds yeah, for sure. Uh, but they started off with Ghost, Ghost Recon, Recon Wildlands. They showed a lot of gameplay. It looks like it got a graphics downgrade. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't look as textured as it originally did, and it doesn't look as like the shadow. Yeah, like, yeah. The, the the lighting and mm-hmm. and just sort of like a lot of the like particles and filters that kind of bring a world to life looked like they were gone. Um, but the gameplay looked great. I'm like more weirdly. It did. It. I, I immediately was like, oh, it doesn't. It doesn't look as like super mega ultra realistic as the the previous uh, gameplay trailer showed, but it looked more, like, fun to me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. In the first one, they definitely kind of made it seem more, like, tactical. you and three of your friends, like, sneaking around and, like, tagging people. And, like, there definitely was some of that, but Mm -hmm. then they had, like, a full uncharted, like, dirt bike escape chase scene. Yeah, it looks like they dialed, for me, it looks like they dialed back the realism. uh, Like, how realistic the game 
looked in the first trailer was yeah. like incredibly, incredibly like realistic special ops style gameplay. This one to me, which is very exciting to me, felt like mercenaries. Yeah, it definitely looked like what what probably happened is they were testing it and it was just probably too slow and tactical and realistic for a lot of people. Right. So they dialed it back and then they just threw in like ridiculous action. Just you can do it tactically and you can sneak in with suppressors and and take everybody out. But you can also just like chase them through the streets and like blow (laughs) shit up and like just destroy everything. And it looked like fun. I was about to say that. I was about to say it looks like an absolute blast because it does look almost exactly like mercenaries with more car stuff and four player co-op. I was about to say, but even imagining mercenaries with a crew, even with one other person would be the most fun that you could ever have. It looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I, and then they threw in like the helicopters and, and all sorts of shit and it's going to be incredible. So you're broke and just fly in and be fucking people up with a helicopter and you can just be cruising around on a motorcycle and sniping and yep. Just steal a dirt bike and (sighs) just chase down your friends who are ahead of you and like shit's blowing up and you're like, yeah, jumping and, through like like side alleys and stuff trying to catch up right. to him and then also there's just jumps like that dude hit like five different jumps oh, on yeah. the motorcycle and it, it that that alone looked fucking awesome it just it looked like right up my alley the game <laughs> i'm i'm pumped about this game yep uh and that's coming out in march so we have a little bit of a wait but yeah that's not too terribly far away yeah it'll, uh, it'll less less than a year i can i can handle that uh, then we got into South Park, which Matt oh. Sutton and Trey Parker came out, and it actually looked awesome. Yeah, it did. And it looked great. Yeah. So I actually I played the Stick of Truth when it finally came out after No Man's Sky amount of time of getting delayed. <laughs> uh, and it was a lot of fun. It was really cool. Right. I liked a lot of the mechanics. It was a fun little RPG. It was a little short, but it was fun. Uh, Fractured But Whole, man, yeah. it looks cool as fuck. Yeah. So they've switched to superhero theme, which where I love. it was like a fantasy theme in the first one. But just right off the bat in character creation, it, they showed four archetypes, mm-hmm. but there were like 12. Like there were eight oh. other blank spots. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah. So then the character select screen or character creation screen, they had like Speedster and like Paragon and like a couple, like two mm-hmm. other ones. But then there were 12 other ones that were locked. What? Or eight other ones that were locked. I didn't realize that. Yeah, totally. Wow. So they said there were 12 different archetypes, but then you can also mix and match powers and like create just whatever you want. Oh my Christ. Uh, and then they change up the combat. So it's kind of more like final fantasy tactics. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a grid system and you can move into the different squares. Mm-hmm. You can push enemies and, and friendlies around in the different squares to like create opportunities. Right. Like, uh, if you are like flanking, like you have one, one of your friendlies on either side of an enemy, you can right. like punch him into your friend who then gets a free attack. Yeah. And it looked cool. And they were doing uh, a lot of bits. Yeah. They were, they were coming in hot against DC Marvel and star Wars in right. like the little cutscene. It was right. funny as fuck. Yeah. It, it, I think it's going to be an awesome game. I never got to play Stick of Truth because it has just now been ported over to the PS4. Right. And so, which is awesome because if you pre-order it, you you just get uh, Stick of Truth. Stick of Truth. So I'm about to do that. And I'm really pumped up about it because I love South Park. And uh, the, the It's cr- actually a solid little game, dude. It's fun. Yeah, I, I, saw, I saw little bits of you playing it and it seemed rad. And I mean, I, I love the IP and their writing is always fantastic. And um, I mean, I remember playing there. I played the original South Park game on the 64 and that was a blast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can make like piss snowballs, <laughs> yeah. fire a cow onto somebody's head. Yeah. Man, the nineties were fucking wild. Yeah. So I, I think it's going to be a really cool game. Yeah. It's I I'm, I'm super pumped up. I, I just, I can't believe how, how varied they went with like the different superheroes that you can be. And that's really cool. They showed yeah. like multiple different kinds of powers and they showed like kite man and they showed like, 
um what was it butters was like a temporal kind of guy like yeah. he was doing like time powers and like teleportation and all sorts of stuff that i was like okay like you didn't just go like optic beams yeah here. in the in the superhero episodes that they've done mm-hmm. um most of the time butters has gone back to his general disarray character right from the the um fun with weapons episode from yeah. way back in the day right um so he has all kinds of powers butters does okay so hopefully they'll stick with that theme because he's general disarray is awesome right so then we saw star trek bridge crew which oh my God. blew my fucking mind. Yeah. So it's literally just a VR game where you play with your friends all in VR together as different members of a Star Trek, like of a, of a bridge crew. Yeah. A bridge crew. And that's incredible. That's like, such, oh, all right. I'm Helms. You're captain. I'm like weapons. Yeah. Somebody's the engineer. That's the coolest idea. Cause you're yeah. just doing all of the things you always heard, you know, in a, in an episode of Star Trek at any time that they got in a battle or anything. And you'd hear them like, all right, like, shields down to 30% fire up the lasers. The engineer has to do that. Like fully has to like slide down like shields. Do it. You have to to do it. Yeah. You have to divert like the, for the, for the, the ship's weapons systems to fire, the shields have to be like brought down. So you have to like tactically calculate out when you're going to fire and when, and, and when not to, to, to best, you know, have an offense and defense. But while you're doing that, there's like, a dude that actually has to fire the gun. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a, I don't know what all the captain has to do besides just make the decisions, but obviously they're going to have to actually do things as well. Right. And then like, I may, may, maybe they're the one, no, the helm's been steering. So I don't know. It was wild. Yeah. Like, it's going to be awesome. And, and that's such a cool, simplistic concept that is just like infinite fun. Like you could just like bro down with your friends and be like, let's just bop into this real quick and just have a blast. That's so cool to me. That's that's such like a, a cool utilization of the VR tech that I hadn't even thought about. That's so neat. I, I can't wait. I, I definitely want to pick that up. Yeah, it was super cool. And I think one of my favorite things about it was they actually had LeVar Burton, who is Jordy in uh, Next Generation, Jerry Ryan, who's Seven of Nine in Voyager, and Carl Urban, who's Bones in the new movie series. Right. And they were the ones who were playing it in the video. Yeah. Which was awesome. Yeah, really cool. uh, And the best part about it was... Like Jerry Ryan and Carl Urban were just like uh, video games, but Jordy was like killing the yeah. engineer game. Like he was like using all the lingo. Right. Like he was saying all the stuff from the show like perfectly. Yeah. It was awesome. That is really it was, cool. Yeah. So that'll be really fun. That's definitely. Uh, and they did say coming to all major VR systems. Oh really? Uh, so hopefully that means we'll get it on PS4. Oh, I, I thought it was confirmed PS4. Man. Yeah. They just said coming to all major VR systems is oh, what sure I remember them yeah, saying. Yeah. And so then. There's only a couple more things for Ubisoft I wanted to go over real quick. They did reveal that For Honor has a full single-player campaign, mm-hmm. which I'm into, because um, I was already fired up as hell about that game. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Looks pretty cool. Uh, and they did give a release date of Valentine's Day. Okay. So I know what I'll be doing on Valentine's Day next year, playing For Honor. Uh, for those who don't remember, For Honor is that game where you play as either a Viking, a knight, or a samurai, and it's very, like tactical like one-on-one combat kind of like Bushido Blade but then mm-hmm. there's also just a whole mess of like plebeian like lower right. class soldiers running around that you can just destroy so it's like Dynasty Warriors in yeah, that yeah. Way. yeah. Uh, it looks really 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 cool but yeah so it has a full single player mode also uh, and then finally they revealed a whole ton of gameplay for Flop Dogs 2 I said that wrong Watch Dogs 2 <laughs> uh, and it looks mediocre it totally you think looks so? Medi- I, yeah I mean it looks it looks good but I, I have such a bad taste in my mouth from the first one they didn't show me anything that like jumped out at you. Well, it didn't show me anything that I was like, okay, that makes up for the first one. I'll give this a shot. I was just like, it looks like what the first one promised to be before it wasn't. Yeah. This looks like what the first one said it was going to be before it came right. out and sucked. 
Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just going to be, be like them making up. I mean, for I'm it. sure I'll probably end up playing it unless mm-hmm. it just doesn't run on my PlayStation because that's the thing that can happen. <laughs> um, callback, callback bits to the last app. But most of the time, I was just disappointed in how like hackers the movie the game it was. Yeah, like I, it was so unrealistic in all the ways, and like, oh, I'm gonna like hack this TV on the wall to like show middle fingers because then the enemies I'll get them right. And also, like... I just rolled my eyes hard. <laughs> the, the most annoying thing to me is, like, in the first trailer, it showed, like, hack all these people's cell phones to all go off. That's plausible. And, like, I can get behind that. But then when it was, like, hack a car to just make it drive around, I was like, who did that? Who... Honestly, the worst part was that, like, punk vest guy with, like, the emoji eyes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there was some, like, secondary hacker character who just was like full punk vest with like patches and spikes and everything. But then he had like a mask on that had like weird led emoji eyes that were like changing and it was not cool. Yeah. I, I, I immediately was like, how would you see out of that and not just be infinite? I liked annoyed. that bit when it was zero from borderlands two. <laughs> right. <laughs> Cause he fucking killed it. Right. Right. Yeah. There were definitely some choices that they made that I'm kind of bummed out about, but overall it seems, it seems like a fun, fun romp. <laughs> I don't know. I want to. I want to play it, but I don't know if that's me just being so disappointed in the first one that I do want them so. You feel badly. like they owe you? <laughs> yeah, I want them to make up for it so badly because yeah. I remember I was I was like I was pushing Watch Dogs One on people before it was out, mm-hmm. like I was getting commissioned for it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like texting my friends, like, "Have you fucking seen this Watch Dogs? You shit? gotta watch Preacher." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what St- Star Wars thirteen thirteen is? Have you ever smelled it? Um, yeah. <laughs> How many have you seen up close of Star Wars thirteen thirteen? People, Star Wars games. Google it. There are two new Star Wars games coming out, and they showed us no video. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Call your congressman about Star Wars thirteen thirteen. It's important. Yes, it's a travesty. Um, but yeah, so that's about it for Ubisoft. But then Sony. I mean, I'm just going to preface it with Sony absolutely killed it. Just yeah, like their entire presentation. First and foremost, I love that they just came out swinging with like, let's just rapid fire hit you with a million different trailers without pausing. Well, yeah. So they they the show starts without even a word. Not even like a CEO walking out on the stage. Nothing. They just have a, a full orchestra with a choir who just starts playing a score. Not even any video, nothing. And there's like a full like minute of just like orchestral like choir music. And you're like, okay. And then they just go straight into a live stage demo gameplay of fucking God of War 4 without even saying a word. Right. You just see this cutscene happening and you're like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> and it's just like some kid like, hey, I've done this thing and blah, blah, blah. And then fucking Kratos steps out of the shadows with like a full beard and like wearing animal furs with an axe. Badass and, looking and, axe. And I lost my goddamn mind. Yeah. It looked incredible. First and foremost, I've, I haven't played the last two God of War games, mm-hmm. but I love the God of War series and I can't wait to see what all they do with this. Cause the coolest part to me of God of War, other than the mythology of it, which is awesome that they do all of their research and they get really into like not only telling the mythology, but telling like a spin on it that they put like their own touches to. And I love it, but they get into like these weapons and they give you every single God of War. They give you these like badass new weapons and they're all so fucking cool i can't wait to see what they do with nordic weapons yeah well and see and that's what's ridiculous about it so obviously they've run greek into the ground Mm -hmm. 
So they were like, okay, well, we'll just take Kratos out of that and put him in just a different mythology. They scioned us. Right. Yeah. They we'll did. just, we'll just, we'll just slurp him out and just slap him into a fully entirely different mythology yeah. and then just let him run wild. Yeah. So this one fully takes place in like Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. And you just have a beard and an axe and animal furs and you just go and like chop down fucking trolls. Yeah. And, and, a, and a kid. You have a kid. Yeah. He has a kid. He has a full child who's like the, the opening game play. You're like teaching your kid how to hunt. And it was like super emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, it was actually oddly touching for, you know, a God of War game. And I know that in, in God of War one, he had that very touching scene, like with his wife and kids and stuff. But this was like beyond that. This was like, I was like, oh, okay. And the, the orchestra is live scoring it the whole time. They scored the whole show live right. from beginning to end. The orchestra played all the yeah. music for the entire yeah, show. That was a really cool touch. Um, God of War four is honestly, so Sony obviously was my number one choice of like who killed it. Right. God of War is one of my most anticipated that we saw. Yeah. No, it looked amazing. Another cool thing about it is so it, it perfectly blended cutscenes with gameplay. Where you, like you, an couldn't absurd, tell, you couldn't tell yeah. when it was gameplay and when it was like an actual yeah, like cinematic. to like an absurd degree. And so he, he fights like some like fire giant or like troll or something. Completely just demolishes it. And it's fucking awesome and poignant. And then without missing a beat, going like does a full like you're fighting to doing like a huge video takedown to killing the monster to him having like a conversation with his son to boom, you're in the next scene all seamlessly one fucking cut and i was just like what like that was awesome yeah. are you kidding me like that was, it was so seamless that like it, it like weirded me out for a second yeah i was it, like it, my, my brain was ready for the cut it looks incredible and i think it might be one of those games where i'm not gonna try and get into anything else as they release it yeah makes sense like i feel like not watching any more gameplay or any more cinematics is probably the way to go yeah makes sense because i think that what they showed us there you should need nothing more to need to play that game with like yeah know. real yeah yeah absolutely and yeah it'll, it'll be really cool because if it goes along the lines of all of the other god of war games we're going to get to see like you know a reimagining of odin and thor and, and freyr and which is going to be so cool can you yeah. imagine a fight between kratos and thor Ooh. <laughs> that's like the coolest yeah thing and then you just get like milnir gloves and you just get like slepnir and you get like gungnir like that's that's what I'm fucking pumped up about. It's like these these are the things you're gonna get all that shit. Yeah, you're gonna get all kinds of like animals and creatures and powers and weapons from Norse mythology now. Too. I wonder if they're gonna do it to where you get Freyr's sword, and that's why in Norse mythology Freyr lost his sword. They could fight on its own. Oh, that would be so cool. Yeah, because it's in the story. It's just like he lost it. It's gone. But it's like a sword that fully you can just toss into the air, and then it just kills people right. for you. If you fucking get that as Kratos, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. Kratos doesn't need a bunch of Norse god weapons. It's going to be a nightmare. <laughs> He's already the most OP. Really? Like, it, it, obviously, we don't know anything about the story, but it seems like he just chose to not be in Greek mythology anymore. Right. So I'm, I'm not going to do hamster off. style. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do hamster style anymore. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't have the blades. He doesn't have the blades of Olympus anymore. Nope. All he had was some dope-ass axe, but it did have, like, magic runes on it. Yeah, yeah. And it totally lit up. And then at he one point fucking he threw, threw it and yeah. pinned some fucking monster to the wall. <laughs> that was rad. I was like, what? I was in my room okay. screaming and I was like mentally in your head and I could hear you like, what? <laughs> yeah, I was losing my mind. Yeah, it's going to be fucking dope. But my, again, my most pumped up part about that is the fucking weapons. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be cool. So we have a lot of stuff to go over with Sony and we just fucking jabbered out about God of War for like a decade. Yeah. They showed a brand new, completely unannounced uh, Spider-Man game yeah. for PS4. And apparently this comes on the beginning of Marvel wanting to make video games right. to the quality that they make movies. 
Like oh, they, wow, yeah. They released essentially a statement being like, we want to make epic, incredible games that deserve to be with our movies that we've been making. Because, I mean, they wow. haven't... Most of the games that have come out for Marvel over the last 10 years have been, like, mediocre at best. Like, they right. made some Iron Man games, they made some Hulk games, which were fun, but they were way below, like, AAA, like, quality. Sure. Um, but it looked it looked great, and it came out of nowhere. They were just like, it's yeah. Spider-Man. It, he, you just hear, like, Peter Parker, Miles Morales, Ben <laughs> Riley, somebody talking over, like, blah, 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 just a kid from Queens, and you're like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. And then it just shows him, like killing people yeah like he's just like just <laughs> getting people with webs and like jumping and like running through buildings and like kicking through windows right the um, spider-man games are always fun as well because of the swinging yeah yeah, yeah. The, like the, every spider-man game ever the the combat and the wall crawling and the spit in the in the swinging is always great it's just mm-hmm. the rest of the game suffers yeah, exactly There's, like the plot's always terrible yeah the graphics are usually not good right uh and the gameplay is usually not that great mm-hmm um, but I'm excited about it. Yeah. There was one on, on PS2 that I remember playing that I would just play it. I would just bop onto it every once in a while. Just to, yeah, just to do the, like the, like navigate the city as Spider-Man. That was honestly one of my favorite things about the Disney infinity Yeah, was getting a Spider-Man and just fucking swinging around. Yeah. It's absolutely awesome. Swinging in. <laughs> so yeah, like the, the graphics looked awesome for it and the swinging looked awesome. So I, I think that if nothing else, even if, again, if, even if they don't do the other parts, great. It looked like it was going to be a lot of fun, but I mean, the combat looked awesome. Yeah. I'll, definitely really give, seamless. I'll definitely give it a play. Yeah. Uh, it was, um, it was Insomniac, wasn't it? Uh, I think so. That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. really cool. Uh, we saw a, another new completely Whoa. unannounced game called days gone, which looks like the best zombie game ever. Yeah. Um, it's essentially the last of us sons of anarchy, world war Z. Yeah. Um, it's post-apocalyptic obviously, but pretty distant. It's not like right at the incident. Uh, there are some sort of like undead zombie monsters, some smeagles mm-hmm. and they're the fast moving ones. Oh yeah. They're the fast moving ones. And they're the ones like in world war Z that just pile up on each other, like a flood. Like it's just a river yeah. of undead. And, and they you. did that really, really well in the, in the trailer, but you're just some like biker man. Yeah. You're just like some dude from a biker club. Who's just in the apocalypse with just like your vest and like your motorcycle. And you like drive around just trying to like the last of us off, like yeah. find food and like find ammo. And then it showed, it was a long gameplay cut of like this dude, getting chased by like a horde and it was it looked incredible yeah and and not only did it look incredible but the so they did two different things they did like a trailer for it and they did an actual long extended gameplay thing for it and the trailer was actually hitting you with a lot of actual like emotion and stuff yeah it was like a very like it showed nothing from the game right but the actual cinematic was really good yeah it was and it showed that it looks like there's a lot more to the game than just like you're a dude in the apocalypse, right. which is kind of like a trend. That's <clears throat> like you been, actually have a character and a history that matters. Right. And it's not, and it's not just like, go be cool. You know? Um, I like that. And I definitely want to play it. I was, I was ecstatic. I was like squealing when they said that they were going to give like a, 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 the actual gameplay, like extended gameplay thing, because honestly of everything that I saw from the trailers, that was what I was most pumped about. Right. I was like, they showed everything else and I I was pumped up about damn near everything, but they, they showed this trailer of this brand new IP that I was like, Oh yeah. Well, and what was cool about it is in the trailer, they give you no indication that it's zombies. Yeah. Yeah. Or even like like anything, anything exciting at all. It's just like, it's a survival game in the future and you're a biker. That's all it implied. they, They showed like hazmat suits. They showed like a helicopter with like dudes with hazmat and suits. like body body bags, but that yeah. could have easily just been like a plague wiped everyone I, out. I, I thought that that's where they were going. I yeah. thought they were going the plague route until 
it showed zombies and I was like, oh shit. And they were the crazy scary zombies. Yeah. It was actually really scary. So we saw the new Quantic Dream game, which is uh, Detroit Become Human, which was announced a while ago, but I, there wasn't a ton of information or any like gameplay or anything like that. Right. So Quantic Dream made Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls, which Heavy Rain is still one of my favorite games of all time. I'm actually a huge sucker for quick time events, which is why I like God of War <laughs> right. and why I liked Heavy Rain. But this game looked wild. Yeah. So you're essentially an Android detective. You go to these scenes, um, which I don't know if they're all going to be hostage negotiations or if some of them will just be like detective kind of stuff um, where you accuse people and whatnot. Right. But it looked like the like the dialogue options and like the story branches were like numerous, like hundreds. Yeah. yeah. It showed a lot of different, not even different complete outcomes, different, different like variables and variations with like leading up to the outcome that was like, Whoa, you can go way wildly different with it. Yeah. So it only showed one scene. Uh, it really showed nothing pretty much from the actual investigation. Right. But it did show a bunch of different branches of options and dialogue choices that led up to the outcome. And then it showed like 12 different outcomes for this one scene. Mm-hmm. It looks really cool and I'm excited about it. Yeah. I, I definitely want to play this. It, it looked like it's got a lot of depth to it and a lot of replayability. So, and of course, as you get with quantum dream, the, the facial movement is like actually like frighteningly realistic. Yeah. It's horizon zero dawn. Oh my Christ. <laughs> They just keep giving it to me. Yeah. They just keep milking my prostate. <laughs> so we, we talked about this last go round. And uh, so they totally did the thing that we were talking about where you are just going to be able to like hack animals brains and just make them subservient to you. Yep, We are the fucking psychics of the <laughs> podcast universe. <laughs> so I'm so ex- I was already just mega too excited about this game. But that was the one thing that I needed to just take this to just me being a, a, a fanboy about this game is that you get to cyber nine. I knew you were going to make that reference <laughs> to trash. You get to cyber nine, these fucking animal robot zoids brains, and then make them subservient to you. And I want to know how many different types of creatures that you can do that to. Oh, yeah. It's just like far cry primal zoids, Pokemon, the yeah. game. Cause you can definitely do it to more than one kind because she like scanned around to see what was around. Right. And then she was like, Oh, there's some like steel heads up here. Okay. Well I can get them. I was also having a, like a pretty, I was getting a pretty strong, like uh, princess Mononoke vibe. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, Which is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like fucking take me to jail. Uh, We did show that her little earpiece that we also commented on allows you to scan uh, creatures and see like their weak points, their abilities, what kind of technology they contain that you can like harvest. Yeah, which is really cool. Um, We did see a scene of her harvesting some like bits and pieces from like a crab thing. And that was like the coolest thing. When she rolled up on that thing, it's like, oh, I can just get these things. And then build a shoe. Yeah. I was like, oh, and then she can just like build on the fly. And that was awesome too. And she built some weird like gas trap where she put some balloon, like some gas in a balloon and then shot it with a fire arrow. And I was like, this is going to be the best game. She had like fire arrows, lightning arrows, ice arrows. She had like flashbang kind of things that she was throwing at those, the crabs. Right. It also showed like that she has multiple bows. Yep. different bows yeah she has that line launcher which is like the coolest the thing that impresses me the most about it is so it's essentially like like a like a spindle line like a like a grappling hook Mm -hmm. you fire it into these robots and you fire it into the ground to like pin them down but the way the physics when you lock them down they move in the correct way as if those really were specific points right are where they are tethered and they fall in the direction that the tethers are pulling them yeah and it looks 
like I can't believe that they made that. Honestly, yeah, yeah it's it's fucking cool. So, uh, and the reason I said the Princess Mononoke thing is because it seems like there's some sort of virus that the, mm-hmm. that the creatures can get that like make them like a rogue, violent robot, which is straight up Princess Mononoke. Right. It even like looked similar. It was like a bunch of like red worms. Right. But I'm fired up about it, man. I can't yeah. wait for that game. I they released the collector's edition on Amazon. I pre-ordered it. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. It yeah, comes so, with like a nine inch tall Aloy statue, like take me to jail. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So jumping back to the last trailer that we got of, of the same game, it showed that dude doing like the red thing as well. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I yeah. think that that's just like the tech. One of the actual like villains, mm-hmm. the, the physical, like human, like quote human mm-hmm. um, antagonists. Yeah. So I, I'm really interested to see how that plays out. But I, like I said, I, I, couldn't be more pumped up about this game they're like of all the games in the world coming out it's like no man's sky and this game are by far the two that i'm most excited about and then probably uh wildlands yeah wildlands looks great um another one that i just want to touch on real quick because you know fucking nana nana boo boo everyone's a dummy Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, when they first dropped like that first trailer mm-hmm. and the name, people were making fun of it. And I'm right. sure they still are because people have terrible opinions. Right. <laughs> but like they showed gameplay, like what was it like maybe like five or six minute gameplay? Mm-hmm. And it looked fucking cool. Yeah, and I didn't realize that it was Call, Call of Duty. Duty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It I was, was uh I was actually bad. like in Facebook Messenger talking to Scott as it was playing. And I was like, Oh, this is that new Call of Duty game, and I think he thought it was doing a bit until it like said it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, because I knew. Because I, uh, I, I saw the original trailer. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it looks so cool. Yeah, so not only do you get to do just cool Call of Duty stuff in space, you get full like space dogfighter Yeah, like sim really well. cool looking dogfighter. Yeah. So like, you just get to do that as well. And then it's like, okay, I blew up a bunch of the ships and then we're flying into the capital ship. Okay, well, I just exit my ship and then I just use this fucking grappling hook first and foremost. In space. Yeah, grappling hook. That you can just grab people and just rip their like helmets off and you can just shoot them and kick them. You can pull a guy over to you, put a grenade on him and then kick him back. Yeah. But then additionally, you can just zip around the map with this grappling hook. So multiplayer is just going to be fucking bonkers. Yep. But then it also showed like different types of grenades. He had like an anti-grav grenade. Yep. And while everyone was like floating and like helpless, he just was like picking them off. Oh, he had some kind of like an arm shield that also showed if enemies were still alive. Yeah. And like he would, like he would pu- pull this arm shield up and it would show an overlay and all the enemies that were still alive were in red and then he would just drop it and then pick them off. Yeah, that was an awesome. But like to me that the one of the coolest things is just seamlessly getting out of your ship and just jumping into like a <laughs> yeah. like a firefight with yeah. like people in in spacesuits. Yeah, it's 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 two games smashed into one. Yeah, somehow like seamless grappling hooking over to like debris that was floating around like magna booting to it and then just like picking people off from like a weird upward above angle like shooting down at them. You did like a breach of like the bridge, right. like you put like an explosive charge on the window, right. blew it up. All the bridge crew got sucked out into space, and then they jumped in, pressurized, and then like just went through and wrecked everybody. It looked fucking so cool. Yeah, yeah. like people are still talking shit. Yeah, they're stupid heads. Uh, um, what else? We saw Resident Evil Seven demo on on VR, which looked fucking terrifying. It looked very PT. Um, I think the demo is actually out. I think they were saying that they released the demo last night, so I'll be playing that for sure. Not for me. Oh yeah, it looks no. real, it looks real creepy. I don't do I don't do horror games. I especially don't do horror games in VR. In VR, not ones that look that real too. Fuck no, fuck no. Like I played the original Resident Evils when they look like they were made out of shoeboxes, but 
There's no fucking way. I was getting like creeped the fuck out about that trailer. I yeah. was like, I don't want this. You're going to have to watch me play it for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then speaking of PT, uh, there's only really one other thing we want to talk about for Sony. Um, Hideo Kojima came out and he revealed his new game that we kept seeing in Ludens, which is the main character we kept seeing teases of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people thought by his eyes that it was Norman Reed- Norman Reedus. Spoiler alert. It was Norman Reedus. So he came out and he reve- uh, revealed this game, which is called uh, Death Stranding. Uh, it was a real-time cinematic that was all motion captured with Norman Reedus. It showed us essentially zero. Right. But it was wild. Yeah, it was very fucking weird. You see, you see like, first and foremost that you're on like a beach and that there's like handprints being made, but they're like oil in the ground. And then you see like a naked Norman Reedus attached to a weird, like artificial umbilical cord attached to an infant. And he has like handcuffs on one hand on one wrist. Yeah. And then you see him just like pick the baby up and stand up and then the baby like disappears. But then like little baby handprints start appearing and disappearing on his body and then he looks up and there's just these floating like things. Well, first and foremost, there's like a million like dead whales like, oh, laying yeah. everywhere. And, and fish just everywhere. Yeah, dead crabs. Okay. That, that was actually yeah. the first shot. It was yeah. a bunch of dead crabs. So he's in like an ocean, but all the water's gone. And there's just dead sea animals fucking as far as the eye can see. Yeah. And there's like these five mysterious figures like floating in the air in like perfect line. And then they start moving towards you. And then you see like the Death Stranding title. No explanation other than that. That was it. That was all you get. Uh, I'm excited. I want to play the fuck out of it (laughs) just because so Hideo obviously has like a beautiful mind. He's obviously on a whole other level beyond us and we don't deserve him. Uh, (laughs) he's Bernie Sanders. Yes, essentially. No, but this is him getting to do whatever he wants. Right. He's free now. He doesn't have to keep making uh, metal gear, which maybe he wanted to, but now he just, and he made something. It's going to be something special. Yeah, for sure. People were like, he can only do metal gear games. And he was like, bitch, yeah, that's how I feel like that went in his head. So that was pretty much Sony from start to finish, just destroying. And this was all almost nonstop. They yeah. had, I think, three times where a human walked out and said words, and the rest of the time it was just like stuff is happening nonstop, back to back, without pausing, and this live orchestra scoring it the whole time, it, which was incredible. And they they were just killing the game. And then the VR moved up two weeks, so we'll be getting the the VR bundle a couple weeks early. I got my my confirmation email from Amazon today about it getting skipped ahead oh yeah yeah yeah. and i'm real pumped about that yeah that's that's fucking cool so that's pretty exciting no longer coming out on like halloween and then to touch on something a little more serious uh i actually really like that the this the guy like the the guy that was leading it for for sony like he actually gave like an orlando like tribute and it was really fucking powerful so a lot of them did uh, maybe everyone, but mm-hmm. theirs, Sony's was definitely, I felt was the most genuine and the yeah. most well said. Yeah. And I, I had to like get up and move around for a second when he was talking because I was like, okay, okay. All right. I'm getting like yeah, overtly it was, emotional. Yeah, it, it was emotional and it was really, really well said. Yeah. Um, it was very well said. A lot of people were just like, our hearts are with them. Here's our games. Right, he, right. he had like, he spent like a full, like three minutes, like actually talking about it and like, yeah saying things that sounded like he meant it. Yeah, absolutely. It, it was the only one that stood out to me at all as sounding genuine. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, I absolutely agree. I, And I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that he did that. You know, like I wouldn't have expected it and yeah. I wouldn't have even been mad at him for not doing it, but I'm so glad that he did. I, and I, it was a very heartwarming, like touching moment. I loved it. I loved from start to finish everything that they showed us. Yeah. Sony did incredible. Thank you, Sony. 
off the chain. Thank you for bringing VR out to me two weeks early. And thank you for objectively being the better console. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That. So after that, we had the Microsoft showcase and we got the two new consoles announcement, which was already rumored and leaked and all of it was true, uh, which we already talked about a while back. So we're getting a slim version, which is, it starts at two ninety nine, two hundred ninety nine dollars and it's basically, uh, well, it's slightly more powerful, right? Yeah, yeah. So I read a thing today that said that there's just a couple of things about it. Like, um, I think it has um, like more, more, slightly more colors. Oh, okay. And like a couple of, it just it's very slightly, very subtly have better graphics. Okay. Uh, but it is much smaller. Okay. It's like the smallest Xbox there's ever been. Oh, right. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Smallest Xbox it's ever been. It's starting at three ninety nine for a terabyte which is right now comparable to a regular Xbox One price. Right. Which, uh, they just dropped the prices. Oh, okay. So right now, an Xbox One, um, maybe only at GameStop, but it's 299 for a one terabyte or 279 for a 500 meg. Oh, okay. Or a 500 gig. Okay. But why would you not just get this yeah, one, the yeah. cool small one? Yeah, that's real. So they announced that, and that's cool. I probably will get one. I think that with the few cool games that they announced that I'm excited about and with the lower price tag, I'll probably finally crumble and get an xbox one yeah it makes sense i mean it'd be the time to do it yeah and then they they confirmed the other one project scorpio which is their like xbox 1.5 yeah their ps 4.5 this is the xbox one to buckle my shoe (laughs) and it comes out like a year and a half from now yeah so i had a few friends telling me well they just announced scorpio why don't you just wait instead (laughs) of getting the xbox one s and then get the scorpio which is like the big powerful one and I'm like, because do you know how many games I'm going to miss out on in the next year and a half? <laughs> Real. Why would I wait? That, that's silly. Why that's would really I not silly. just get the 300 buck one? That's like 200 bucks. Yeah. If it was like, <laughs> if it was like coming out three months from now, I could be like, okay, maybe, right. but maybe they were thinking holiday uh, 2016. Cause all they said was like coming holiday 2017. Okay. That makes sense then. Yeah. If yeah. they thought it was later this year, maybe, but even still, that's still like six months. Yeah. Anyhow, yeah, so that's cool. I mean, again, I don't really give a fuck about Xbox One, but mm-hmm. there are like four or five games that I really want to play that are exclusives. Um, Titanfall 2 being one of them. And ReCore. Uh, ReCore. Whew, yeah, that that would actually... I wouldn't I wouldn't get an Xbox just to play Titanfall, but I feel like I would for ReCore. Do you, you watch all the gameplay? Yeah, yeah. Dude, it, it looks, looks awesome. cool as fuck. Yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised. It looks so, cool, man. It's like a 3D puzzle platformer, but also with like enemy combat like shooting elements yeah but you have all these different robot types Mm -hmm. that you can like team up with to like do different things to solve puzzles my favorite was like the spider walker thing right 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 where she was like grappled onto it and it was like running up walls and like taking her across like platforms and stuff man it looks cool as f word yeah and so it looks like you have this core hence recore and you can just pop it into different little bots and then they they have different abilities depending on what they are. And they all seem pretty animalistic. Yeah. And so, yeah, you can just pop it into a dog and it gets like bark move. And it could, it like was like stunning and harming enemies. Yeah, or like perceptions that enemies can't like sneak up on you and, yeah. and whatnot. Which is really, really, really neat. And I like that. I like that gameplay mechanic. It's been used a few times in the past, mainly a long fucking time ago. Yeah. And so it's really cool. And kind of Knack had that. For, for PS4. It was like one of the, like, the launch titles. But yeah, it seems fucking rad. I, I feel like I would throw money at the problem just to be able to play that game. Yeah. That, that was fucking rad. Uh, and then I think that one of the ones, one of the reasons that I want to get an Xbox is Dead Rising 4. Yeah. Honestly. Those games I, are awesome. Yeah. I, I, I 
was a medium sized fan of the first three. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I liked all of them, but right. none of them were enough to like really hook me. But sure. four looks really cool. Yeah. So I was going back to the character from the first game. He is the he's the main pro tag in the new one. <laughs> Central um, pro tag. It is a Christmas themed game, which yeah. I thought was really cool. Right. Like it all takes place during Christmas, which I love that trope. Like watching like uh, Lethal Weapon or right. like. Um, uh, Die Hard, where mm-hmm. it's like Christmas trees and Christmas music, but like people are getting blown up. But it looks cool. <laughs> yeah. Like some of the weapons you can make, obviously that's the whole shtick in these games now. Right, right. you just make like a truck with like lawnmowers and flamethrowers and lights <laughs> on it and you just mow people down. Yeah, it was kind of giving me like a, uh, like strangely, like a, a Dead Rising 1 meets uh, Saints Row. Uh, yeah, I was going to say... It looks like it has very much gone Saints Row in the fact that the first one tried to be a little bit serious. Right. And now they've just gone full ridiculous with it. Yeah. Because there were a lot of things about it to me that also felt very Saints Row. Yeah. Like, so there's like a candy cane gun. The candy cane gun. There is a powered exoskeleton you can get in the new one. Oh, And when you wear it, he does all kinds of like (laughs) suplexes and power bombs and like just like ridiculous moves that are that's straight out of uh, Saints Row. Right. Um, I did see in some gameplay earlier that there is a crossbow you can get that fires fireworks mortars. <laughs> so you have a crossbow, but it's just firing like these huge mortars that are then exploding and all these colorful little like just fireballs that are flying That's everywhere. That's incredible. Um, it looks really fun. To yeah. Me. Yeah. It does look really, really, really cool. And the first one, I, I only played the first one, but it was a hell of a lot of fun. And it was on the more serious bent at least for like the majority of it. But I liked that. I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed the storyline. Yeah. I liked the idea that like the zombies aren't the bad guys per se. Right. They are, but they're not the ones that matter. It's actually just the people and how crazy they go as soon as society's ripped out from under them. Right. I like that. I like that trope. I did see that they do. They're kind of doing like the ridiculous selfie mode from GTA five, but taking it even further. Oh, really? So there is a scene in the gameplay I watched earlier where he went into this building and there were like three corpses hanging upside down on a wall. And he like turns and puts the, holds the, the, the phone up to get the selfie shot. Uh-huh. And then he does like some ridiculous face where he like sticks his tongue out to the side. Like he was like, Oh. And there were just like these corpses oh, like no. hanging behind him. Uh, and then at the very end of the trailer, there's like a, a human with like an exosuit that has like a, f- a flamethrower and he's about to explode. He's on like fire mm-hmm. and like fire is spouting out of his flamethrower pack. Right. And then the guy like does the selfie shot with him <laughs> in the background. And then it cuts to like the Dead Rising 4 title and you hear the explosion and like the camera shutter. Goes. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, awesome. it definitely looks like there. And also, did you notice like the amount of ridiculous like bright red paint blood that's just flying out of the zombies in this one? I guess I didn't notice that. So when you like get kill zombies in this one, just it's like Mortal Kombat style blood oh, spray. Yeah. yeah, yeah, blood spray. They're just like bright red, like buckets and buckets oh, of just no. blood, just spraying and f- just splashing all over everything. That's awesome. Like he was attacking them with a katana, and just blood was just fucking everywhere. <laughs> it was ridiculous. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, it looks really fun. So, and then the one other thing I wanted to touch on with Xbox is they revealed Design Lab. Where you can customize an Xbox controller. Jesus Christ. It um, was like the coolest thing. Yeah. I will actually be doing that with my Xbox. I One. bet. That's like, it's like, it'd be stupid not to. So you can pick the colors of the buttons, the D pad, the joysticks, all independently. There's yeah. multiple different panels on the controller that you yeah, can choose. So you can just mix and match. For, yeah. Make whatever ridiculous combination you want. And then the number one coolest thing is you can get your gamer tag like etched onto it. Yeah. Etched onto the controller. Yeah. I, I feel like Sony. If you were ever going to rip off Xbox for now anything, is the time. Th- this is it. This is like the Xbox has always had like more options when it com- when it comes to like controllers and, and like the schemes that they had yeah. and everything. This is the coolest thing I feel like Xbox has ever done. Sony, 
I love you to death. You're a great guy. I've known you a long time. I'm going to need some of these I controllers. I preferred the DualShock controller, but I'm going to need you to make me be able to customize it. Yeah. Like just, oh my God. Like it, it, not even getting into like how cool it is that you can etch gamer tags and stuff onto it. Just being able to just like, oh, this is my controller and it's like my two favorite colors. You've never been able to do that. No one's ever done that. That's changing the straight game. I need Sony to rip that off. They need to, they need to come out. Uh, can you imagine if you get like a cool custom colored dual shock for, Oh Christ. But with yeah, your, with your PSN ID etched onto it. <laughs> but yeah. So Microsoft did all right. Again, I'm not like an Xbox fan, so it wasn't like blowing my mind, but it was cool. Yeah. And then finally, we just wanted to follow up with a little bit of Nintendo. Um, I did not watch the entire presentation today because there was not really a whole lot of shit that I was even excited about. Right. Same. Um, but I figured you would want to talk about Pokemon just for a second. Yeah, absolutely. So they showed quite a lot of stuff about Pokemon today, and I was really pumped out about it. it looks a, looks a lot smoother than the last one, which is, I mean, incredible because the last one was incredibly smooth. But it also showed that you have a new mode, a new battle mode, because they, they've been going with this route for a while, doing double battles and triple battles and fucking right. rotation battles and shit. So now they just did like a battle royale and you just have four V four. Like you just have like four people just bat- duking it out and every, no one's teamed up. Yeah. It's everyone against everyone else in the battle. So you can totally like, Ooh, that, that one over there is like weak. I'm going to take him out. Yeah. And then I'll, and then I'll focus on the other guys. Yeah. It definitely has a lot of opportunities for strategery and I'm fucking, <laughs> and I'm fucking pumped up about it. But yeah, it just, uh, it didn't show any of the evolutions, uh, which I was kind of bummed out about, but, uh, it seemed awesome. I, I know the game's going to be awesome. Yeah. They already sold me on it. I don't really care. Uh, I'm buying it, you know, it's Pokemon, but they only showed like two new Pokemon, Yeah, but they, they were cool. Yeah. They were absolutely cool. And, uh, the water starter still looks really fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> What's the name? Pope Popleo? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Pope, Pope, Pope John Paul? I don't remember. <laughs> anyway. But the, the other two look fucking rad, so it doesn't matter. Yep. I'm going to have to flip a coin. <laughs> I'm going owl all day. Oh, yeah. I'm going owl, gr- owl grass. And then the, uh, the only other thing we want to touch on was, which was the one thing I was excited about to yeah. see from Nintendo. Right. Was they revealed the new Legend of Zelda game. Yeah. Which looks uh, really cool. It looks really cool. So it's called uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. And it looked... So for me, I'm an outcast. My favorite Zelda game is Wind Waker. My favorite Zelda game of all time. Uh, Breath of the Wild looks a lot like Wind Waker in a lot yeah. of ways. There are a, a lot, lot of similarities. Like, yeah. But like... So it's open world, first and foremost. Ooh. There's a lot of like questing. There's a lot of different item types you can change. You can have different weapon types, clubs and swords and spears. You have multiple different shields you can use. You can change your clothing items. If you open chests in the world and just find like new pants and new shirts that give you different abilities, you can pick up food like uh, you can forage for fruit and like cook it um, in like a huge like walk. Yeah, man, <laughs> I like, like that. it is definitely different. Uh, it seems like it's like a dystopian future. Yeah, they do show the master sword at the end of the trailer and it's like dented and like chipped and dull and like rusted, which is really interesting. Yeah. So it seems like this might be the furthest one we've seen so yeah. far. But I think it looks awesome. I definitely saw some people who were skeptical, and that's reasonable. Sure. Um, especially because a lot of people, people who care about Zelda games, I would say most people who love Zelda, it's their favorite game series. Yeah. Um, definitely has a, a huge, huge loyal fan base. So 
Uh, so, and, and I, I saw one friend who had some concerns and I, I definitely understand and I, I'm kind of on the same page. I really hope it's not a big open empty or empty open world. Yeah. I yeah. hope it's not barren. Mm-hmm. I hope there's a lot of like life and like animals and like things right. to find and just NPCs to talk to. I hope it's not just like a big open plane of grass where there's nothing to see. Yeah. Yeah. I can get behind that. Um, we should have masks that could allow you to shape shift though. Cause that'd be dope as fuck. <laughs> Yeah, it would be cool to finally see that mechanic in a good game. <laughs> Fuck you. My favorite Zelda game of all time is Majora's Mask because I love shape shifting. <sighs> Shift into turbo. It was awesome, though. I liked it. I like Majora's Mask. Yeah, anyway, no, this good. game looked rad. I liked the little like hang glider thing. It uh, looked really cool. Uh, I love the like being able to incorporate like different weapons, the, the spear and stuff. And uh, Oh, yeah. Get this, Zelda fans. Strap in. You can fucking jump. There's a jump button. For the first time ever in Zelda, you can jump. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can climb shit, though, too, which is cool. <laughs> An extension of that, you can jump and you can climb on like trees and cliff faces and rocks and statues. But you can jump. There's a button that just jumps. Which You're like fired up about this. I'm, it's never happened before. You yeah. just had to like run to an edge and he would happen. Right, right. It was one of those. You just run towards a cliff and he gets there. The Resident Evil method of, of acrobatics. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know people who won't play games where you can't jump. But in this game, in, in, in uh, Breath, of the, Breath of the Wild, you can jump and you can eat an apple, which are the two qualifiers for a good game. <laughs> okay. Game developers take note. Oh, they already know. <laughs> That's the secrets. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, E3 was a fucking blast this year. Uh, a lot of good stuff. Saw a lot of stuff that I expected to. Didn't see some of the stuff that I expected to. And Can't I'm believe like, we didn't hear a single peep about Red Dead. <sighs> Which is fine. We got so much other stuff that I was... I'll consider myself satiated. Yeah. But I really thought we were going to... We didn't see, did see one it. or the other. I yeah. thought for sure we would see either an HD re-release of two or right. something about three. Maybe it, it was because it all got leaked, and so they got mad about it. That might be. They, they might be saving because there are other big game things throughout the year that that people right. like to reveal stuff at. So maybe that'll be the deal. No Assassin's Creed game, uh, so they're probably going to wait until next year. Yeah, next E three they'll be like new Assassin's Creed Egypt coming out is coming out. Yeah, in two yeah. months. So yeah, yeah, there's rumors great. that there's rumors that it's going to be uh, an Egypt, ancient Egypt. Yeah, Sony Sony fucking just killed. Yeah, I was in my room screaming. Yeah, it was so good. I was blown away. I was absolutely blown away. So I, I liked I liked all of them, all of the presentations, but I, I definitely think that Sony blew it out of the water. So what would you say is, what would you consider best in show? Like the number one game Ooh. that was the best one? And then and not necessarily the same, but also what is your most anticipated of the whole thing? Most anticipated? I would say, man, I would say probably Wildlands. Mm-hmm. And best of show, I would say Horizon. Man, it's so hard to it choose. Is, it, is hard, it is hard to choose, but Horizon just looks so seamless and beautiful and incredible and has a lot of a novel premise. Uh, looks like a very strong character. I think that they could build an entire huge franchise out of this. Uh, it's hard not to be just absolutely gung-ho about it. But at the same time, I mean, there were just several games, several games that really like... So I'm going to say for me, best in show is God of War. Yeah, that's what I figured uh, you were going to go with. I'm going to say most anticipated is actually Days Gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man. I want to play that game, even though it makes no sense that you could screw an air filter from a truck onto the end of a gun and, right. and use it as a suppressor. I'll, I'll live in that world. <laughs> I'll take one for the team. Yeah, I, I would say I would say definitely if I had to choose two that I was most excited about, it would probably be those two. Yeah, I really, really want to know a release date for Days Gone. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, just the first glimpse that we've ever seen of this game was yesterday. I love that, man. Yeah. That, we're getting these trends now where we're getting surprises and then we're getting release dates that are like within a year. 
Yeah. And that is just the coolest shit. Yeah. So, fantastic E3. There you go. The E3 special. All right. So, next week we'll be back to a regular episode. Uh, we'll be talking about the second to last episode of Game of Thrones, Battle yeah. of the Battle of the Bastards, which should be exciting. Absolutely, um, making some predictions about yeah, the finale. I, I hope you guys enjoyed us just dabbling about video games. I know that a lot of you come for like movie talk and whatnot, but yeah, too sorry. bad. <laughs> See you next time.